Eroticism is important. It influences and energizes our entire human experience. Eroticism isn't sex. It's sexuality transformed by our imaginations. We encourage lurid listeners to cultivate eroticism, to play with it, smack it, and rub it down. We want you to enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality. You are entitled to your sexual self. This show is for adults only and contains erotic stories that sometimes feature provocative characters and intense themes and situations, spanning many literary genres, including action-adventure, science fiction, romance, horror, fantasy, and paranormal. Please listen responsibly. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast. This is Rose Caraway, your host, and joining me in the studio is Big Daddy Dave Caraway. Say hey, Big Daddy. Hey, everybody. You got anything for our lured listeners? Any words of wisdom before we get to our story at all? Anything? I have no wisdom today. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I just have a sexy story. That's what we have. We have to impart upon you a sexy story. And today on the KMQ, we are featuring the story titled Cream. And it's written by Saskia Vogel. And it's featured from our latest audiobook, Best Women's Erotica of the Year, edited by Rachel Kramer Bussell. We picked this story. Um, I think we can kind of partially relate to it. There was a time when I kind of worked from home, I guess you would say. I'm a stay-at-home mom was working, and you were away doing your work. And, you know, you never know what's going on with the person who's staying at home while you're away at the office or the construction site or wherever the other half goes to. And, you know, the person at home can get up to some mischief or, you know, preparations could be happening that are unexpected when you get home and walk through the door. Exactly. <laughs> I told you, I got no wisdom. <laughs> or thoughts, or additives, nothing. <laughs> um, so anyway, it, but it was more than that, um, and, and why we picked this one for the Lord listeners today. Um, it's friggin' hot. I mean, I think you said that earlier. What you like about this story? It's friggin' hot. So <laughs> that, that explains everything. Yeah. It is very hot. Um, there is an evolution to this. And so, you know, I mean, lucky bastard when he gets home, let me tell you. So um, I liked this one for that reason. It's very hot. She's at home. She's up to her own, you know, devices. And th some thoughts are coming into her head and she's, she's getting new ideas. And um, I think that that's really fun and sexy. So we thought you guys would um, really enjoy this one for the same reasons that I did <laughs> and the Big Daddy did too. Of course. Because it's friggin' hot. <laughs> you know, and just really quick before we get to that story, I wanted to um, just give special shout out to Rachel Kramer Bussell, who we love and adore and respect in the erotica industry. And we love her Best Women's Erotica of the Year series. This one that you guys have been listening to is volume six. It is themed, um, it is around the adventure theme. And we love that one. Um, and we hope you guys have enjoyed all the episodes that we've been bringing your way. This is the last one that we're going to 
feature. So if you liked all of those episodes and you want more, go to Audible as soon as you're done listening and get the rest of that collection. It's Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 6. And now, Cream, Saskia Vogel. Jacinda settled in to watch some porn. She only did this when Ben was not at home. She liked the surreptitious feeling of masturbating all alone in their shared apartment, especially on a day like this, when there was a chance he'd come home from work before she climaxed. If she heard his key in the door, she'd stop what she was doing to greet him with a kiss and guide his hand between her legs. You're so wet, he'd say, and she'd respond with a smile. She'd stay slick through dinner, enjoying the tension between her legs. And when they'd make love, again, he'd whisper, You're so wet. Perhaps this was why she liked keeping her daytime masturbation a secret. She liked that he didn't seem to know why she was so wet, even after seven years of coupledom, and she longed to hear the bright surprise that entered his voice when he said it. You're so wet, as though she were proffering an incredible gift. Her daytime masturbation was, in part, about desire. But Jacinda worked from home, and the long hours by the computer often led her to this type of procrastination. When she felt her mind drift but needed to press on, she masturbated. When she felt particularly pleased with the work she'd done, she masturbated. When she needed to clear her mind, she masturbated. Despite the frequency of her masturbation, what she masturbated to was much the same. There was one fantasy she'd had since she was a teen. It involved a bathhouse full of women pleasuring themselves with strategically placed phalluses, both mounted to things and loose. The phalluses were large. They stretched the women. The women wanted to feel full. It was a vision of eager bodies, together and alone, pursuing pleasure, and the only gaze shaping the scene was hers. Jacinda had always taken her bathhouse fantasy as an indicator that she was open to all things so long as they were pleasurable. She hadn't given much thought to the fact that her fantasy had always trod a similar path. Still images didn't do it for her, but sometimes writing did. Sex scenes in novels, a paragraph she'd read again and again until she couldn't read anymore. The words would slip inside her mind like a chant, and she'd shut her eyes and let go. There was one bit of pulp erotica she kept coming back to, a naughty secretary story, but she preferred being taken by surprise by a sex scene in a novel. There were three lines in a Bret Easton Ellis novel that did it for her, to her chagrin, and a paragraph in Judith Krantz's Scruples, where the mistress of the house fucks the pilot in her employ because it's what her dead husband would have wanted. There was something extraordinarily kind and generous in that fuck. 
Most of all, she liked how it began, with a flicker of desire that caught her off guard. When Jacinda watched porn, she liked to see a woman filled, too. She liked finding videos at random, that element of surprise again, and this meant wading through scenes where she didn't get the feeling that the woman was enjoying it, or the men were too much in charge. Sometimes she felt guilty and couldn't separate her thoughts about labor conditions and performer agency from the scenes. She and her friends would break down their feelings about porn late into the night on the balcony with a sneaky cigarette and a glass of red wine when it was her turn to host book club. They never really seemed to reach a conclusion other than committing to each other that they would try to pay for the porn they liked to encourage more of its production. What she liked in porn was the look in the woman's eyes. She liked watching her strain. Jacinda sought out scenes of women testing their physical limits, one cock, two cocks, three, with a look in their eyes that asked for more. It was a delicate spell. Masturbating to porn, she would feel greedy, wanting more than one orgasm. First, she'd use her fingers, thinking of Ben, who'd later say, you're so wet then a variety of toys, a vibrator to encourage multiple orgasms, a dildo she'd slide in and out of her to the rhythm of the cock or cocks on screen, that same dildo plus one of her fingers for variation. Some days, the very sight of her office chair made her excited, thinking about all the orgasms she'd had there. On this particular day, Jacinda had found a new video and after vetting it by clicking at random points in the stream to look at the woman's face deep into action, she returned to the beginning of the video and settled in. She lifted her skirt and slid her hand into her cotton panties, leaned back in her desk chair, and let her legs spread. She started to rub, dry at first, then came the wetness, her fingers slipping around, lubing up her clit. Her eyes followed a familiar path. Watching the woman's face, seeing her eyes widen when the first cock slid in, the determined frown when the second pushed his dick in, filling two holes. The shot from behind, showing the cocks rubbing against each other as they found their rhythm, in and out. The woman's face, the reverse shot. But today it wasn't working. Her eyes wanted something new. But what? She had been treading the same path of fantasy for so long. Why this change? Why today? She decided not to question it. She would follow the feeling wherever it took her. Jace stuck with this video but allowed her gaze to rove. Across the slim but muscular men, the dark pucker of one man's anus, the space between the cock and balls. She kept rubbing, wondering what it was her eyes were trying to connect with, still wet. She tried to find her spark in the men's strong arms, the woman flexing and pointing her toes, the way her breasts bounced, her quivering breath, those muscular thighs. Jacinda's attention roved, and when her gaze finally settled on a part of the screen, it settled on a pair of balls. Jacinda couldn't take her eyes off them, round and smooth, slapping as he sped up his fucking in time with the woman's calls for more, his vulnerable soft organs. She wanted to touch them. She wanted to lick them. She wanted to feel them slap against her, too. She thought about Ben and their sex, trying to remember if she had ever noticed his balls slap against her. Ben and their sex. 
Ben's balls, round and smooth, his dark curls. Why did she never spend much time with them? In their seven years together, surely this wasn't the first time she'd thought about his balls in this way. But it was. She glanced at the man on the screen again, just to cement the visual. And then she shut her eyes and imagined what she would do to Ben. You're so wet, Jace, Ben said when he came home from work. Jacinda nodded, and instead of guiding his hand down between her legs, she slid her hand between his, the heat of his blue jeans. She worked one hand down his waistband into his briefs and cupped him, weighing his balls, giving them a gentle squeeze. With her other hand, she stroked him through the fabric with her nails. As she drew her hand out of his pants, she stroked his stiff cock, hard arc. She licked her thumb and ran it along his glands, which stuck up from the elastic band. Jace, he sighed and took a step back so he was leaning against the front door. She pulled his trousers to his ankles, and right there, she took him in her mouth. Jacinda sucked. She lapped at his glands, the shaft, sliding her tongue all the way down, then up. How could so many years with Ben have passed without me loving his balls like this? she thought, as she took them in her mouth, one, then the other, rubbing them with her tongue. She tried to fit both in her mouth, just for sport, then spit on her hand and squeezed his slick shaft. He moaned, told her to keep going, keep jerking him off. She lapped at his balls, pressed a knuckle against his perineum, like she knew he liked, and stroked his cock until he fell to his knees. I want to be inside you, let me be inside you, Ben said, taking her in his arms. They kissed on the hardwood floor until they found it too hard. Then they scrambled to the nearest soft place, the living room sofa. He sat at the edge of the cushion and she straddled him, facing away, riding him, cupping his balls as she did, his strong thighs spread. When she felt that he was about to come, she slid off him and caught as much semen as she could in her hands. With that hot, sticky comb between her fingers, Jacinda had the strange and new sensation of having milked him. Pulling out had always been their method of birth control, but this time Jacinda was almost sorry to see his semen go to waste, rinsed down the drain in the bathroom sink. A clatter came from the kitchen, pots and pans. Ben was cooking tonight. He was humming. It was likely to be grilled cheese. Balls. She couldn't stop thinking about them. Jace fell asleep, spooning Ben, her hand between his legs. The skin of his balls had been so thick and tight as he neared orgasm, and now it was loose and soft. Careful not to wake him, she traced the egg shapes with one finger, sensing the difference in temperature between where his thighs met and the bristled sack. What would it feel like if they were smooth? Could she ask him to shave just to see? These were new thoughts. She liked how they made her feel. After coffee the next morning, but before she sat down to work, she took out her sex toy chest, made of pine with iron hinges and a lock she never used. She kept it under her bedside table, safe in the knowledge that no one, no curious little hands, would disturb it. Around her, the large apartment was suddenly very quiet, like there was something missing. Jacinda had the sensation that she was being watched. Jacinda thought about how long she'd been masturbating to the same things. She wondered if it was a lack of imagination or simply the comfort of the familiar. She was 33 now, 
life was stable. She and Ben were in love still. Jacinda had worked so hard to be in this state, which had felt full. But now the silence she was hearing made it feel roomy. She didn't quite understand why. She took out each of her dildos and lined them up in a row. There was the clear silicone rabbit vibrator with its rotating pearls, a hand-blown glass dildo that had been a gift from another lover long before, a hard red plastic torpedo-shaped vibrator that had been given to her at her bachelorette party, and the realistic dick that could be used on its own or slipped into a strap-on. She picked each one up and examined them closely, paying attention to how each made her feel, the kinds of orgasms they could give her. She took the realistic dick in her hand and squeezed. The exterior was soft and pliable, but inside there was a harder core. She stood it up on the floor. The balls were tight and rigid. She stroked them. Jacinda liked the way they felt to the touch. She remembered Ben's balls and dragged her nail up the seam that ran along the sack between the testicles, imagining them contracting. She wanted to bite that skin, run her teeth along it as though it were fruit leather, the taste of Ben there. She fingered herself, enjoying the softness inside, circling her G-spot to get herself going. She could be like the women from her bathhouse fantasies and mount this curved cock right there on the floor. And so she did. She opened her legs and teased herself with the dildo's head, her grip tight at its base. Just the tip, just the tip. The sentence made her giggle. Just the tip could be so wonderful. No compromise at all. In and out, feeling the head slide in and out. That delicious ridge. Once she was so wet, there was no longer any friction. She did something she would never do to Ben. She slid her hands down the shaft of the dildo and pressed the heels of her palms hard down on the balls. She squished them. She pressed them down, kneading them like a happy cat, the cat that got the cream. The curved cock hit her right in the sweetest spot as she ground into it, rubbing her clit against her wrists as she pinned the balls down. She ground and she ground, wanting more, the idea of those balls slapping against her. She lay back, and as she ran her thumbs over those firm testicles, she fucked herself, stoking the furnace inside, feeling the heat build from her core. She sped up her fucking, gripping the balls, digging her nails into the silicone, wanting more, more, more. As she came, she imagined herself full of cum. She imagined holding it inside her. She imagined her belly growing large, new life. Jacinda stopped what she was doing and opened her eyes. So far, this was something she and Ben had been trying to avoid. But suddenly the desire was there, this new wanting. The desire had announced itself and Jacinda, to her surprise, welcomed it in. Jacinda sat there, feeling it all. The idea was thrilling. It seemed a little dangerous. She thought of all the sex she'd had, all the things she'd done, the pleasures of leather cuffs and women, of days in bed with a lover whose name she couldn't remember. But this new desire felt like the kinkiest of them all, almost taboo. What would it be like to have sex with Ben and for him not to pull out? Slowly, she started up again, working the cock inside her. 
When she was finished, she kissed the balls of the dildo sweetly and lay on the floor with them pressed to her cheek, thinking of the line that she and Ben might cross together, the fresh intimacy that was available for them to explore. In this dreamy state, Jacinda decided that she would put off working for some hours. She opened her favorite cookbook and planned a three-course meal, Middle Eastern-inspired, something light with a nice amount of spice, salad, and rice. In the grocery store, she lingered by the avocados, taking longer than usual to find the perfect one. She gave the fruit a gentle squeeze, feeling its rigid skin, and then moved on to the tomatoes. She liked the earthy texture of them, the scent that rose from the vine. She put a peach to her cheek. The firm fuzz against her skin reminded her of him, and she kissed it without thinking. Blushing, she added it to her cart. Back home, she took the eggs out of their cardboard box and arranged them in a bowl. She held one in her hand, let it grow warm, rocking it gently, aware of the movement inside. Jacinda looked at the clock and told herself it would be silly to start work now, so late in the day. She might as well write today off and start fresh tomorrow. No one would mind. Maybe, Jacinda thought, I should go back to bed. Her laptop propped up beside her on a pillow. Jacinda found the video from the day before, wondering what she would see this time around. Not the woman so much, but the men. She watched the swing of their balls. She was seeing how much they wanted her. Their cocks strained to be inside her. Their balls ached to spill their seed. The very idea was making Jacinda's skin electric to touch. She ran her hands along her arms. She hugged herself. She felt the curve of her wide hips. She squeezed the meat of her thighs. Her breasts, nipples puckered and hard, rubbery like his. She heard Ben's key in the door, but she didn't run to meet him. When he called for her, she responded, I'm in here. Ben laughed when he saw her still in bed. She invited him to undress, taking pleasure in what was hard and soft about his body. Jacinda thought about what she wanted to do to him, lick his balls, run her teeth along the skin, taste every inch of him. Suddenly, she felt shy. How could she bring it up, what she wanted them to do next? How could she tell him that she wanted him to come inside her? Ben climbed into bed and snuggled up tight against her. He squeezed her breasts and ran his hands over her body, an echo of what she had just done. Arms, hips, grabbing the meat of her thighs, her breasts. The pleasure of synchronicity. He parted her from behind, and as just the tip began to push inside her, Ben gasped with surprise. You're so wet, he said. She smiled. This time, she'd tell him why. Alright, Lurid listeners, we hope you guys enjoyed the show. That was Cream by Saskia Vogel. You can follow Saskia on Twitter at Saskia Vogel. Also follow Best Women's Erotica of the Year at BWE of the Year. 
and follow the show at The KMQ. If you're already following us and didn't know, you guys can tag us in a tweet and let us know your favorite KMQ episode, and we will send you a link to peruse our Audible library. And from that library, you can pick a free audiobook. And just so you guys know, I'm going to hit it again. We are an indie podcast. We support ourselves. If you would like to support the show, just purchase an audiobook. If you can't purchase an audiobook, we totally understand. The next best thing, or the best thing, however you want to look at it, is just share an episode or the show with someone else who you think will enjoy it as much as you do. We definitely appreciate that, and it's the biggest compliment we could ever get. There you go. Audio production by Big Daddy Dave Carraway. The KMQ would like to thank the following musical artists. Kai Engel, Drake Stafford, and the KMQ introduction music by Vivage. The Kiss Me Quicks Erotica Podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 6. If you're looking for your next sexy listen, Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 6, is sure to heat things up. These 20 adventure-themed stories will take you around the globe as you meet characters eager to indulge their sensual sides. Whether a single mom having a hot vacation fling, a vegetarian lusting after a hunky butcher, a couple visiting a kinky escape room, or a divorcee hitting up a motorcycle club and going on an easy ride, these characters say yes to their most daring desires. Women who've been told they're too much discover the joy of asking for more, and more, and more, and getting it. These erotic tales bear all. Enjoy women's sexual fantasies come to life. Best Women's Erotica of the Year, Volume 6. This best-selling series will make your heart race with excitement. Available at Audible, Amazon, and iTunes. Stupid fish. You know what? This isn't easy, okay? I, it's like they're just all words.